You're about to listen to youth-produced content from Listen Up Youth Radio. Listen Up is a Twin Cities social enterprise working at the intersection of youth employment, leadership, and media production. Learn more at www.listenupyouthradio.org. This episode originally aired in January 2019. Hey guys, are listening to Just Listen. This is Deja, and the first topic that we're going to talk about is sexual assault. I'm going to tell part of my story and why I'm frustrated about it. Um, so uh, there was a assault that happened to me, kind of recent, in my own community, in my own building, um, and. Uh, I was told to go through all of these steps with, like, the authority in the building and, like, the authority outside, like, police, landlords. And I did everything, and I feel like nothing's been done still. Like, the person is still here. The person still intimidates me by walking past me and staring at me. Um, So it's just frustrating. And I think we need to work on figuring out how to make sure that a woman is safe or anybody is safe when they feel like they've been abused or assaulted by anybody. Um, So that's my question to you guys. What do you think we should do to make people safe? Um, So I have Devante here with me, and I would like him to answer my question. Well, I feel like there's a lot of different things. Um, um, I think uh, us as people... Us as a country, I feel like um, it's a lot of uh, a lot of um, disconnection between people, um, and I think uh, one of the problems is I think some people just uh, think it happens to certain people, and certain religions and certain cultures. Uh, so I think it get, people can um, come together more about it, uh, speak about it. And kind of just, uh, just kind of, uh, I don't know, like, uh, become more compassionate towards victims, and kind of understand that sometimes, you know, it's out of their control. Um, I can sometimes, uh, I don't know. I think some people just don't feel comfortable talking about it all the time, and I think that can prevent coming up with a solution. It can be very challenging. You do got certain people that that do things for attention. And I think uh, social media is very big in this world. Um, so everybody's doing something to get clout or everybody's, you know, uh, pretending to be this, pretending to be that. So I think there's a lot of disconnection within people. It's, it's, it's a hard topic. Another thing um, going on in sexual assault also with the police is uh, I think... Some police need to be trained on how to talk to youth, um, especially when they've been through something traumatic, because I had experience with that, and it was very upsetting, and um, uh, just to feel like they weren't listening to me and thinking I'm lying because I didn't bring it up the first time, Um, and uh, I just feel like most police just act like robots, like they just have this 
thought in their head, like, I'm a police, you have to do this. Uh, if you didn't tell me before, then you're lying. Um, so I just think police need to learn how to sympathize with people, listen, try to be human. Like, just because you have on a uniform doesn't mean that you're different from everybody else. Like, yeah, you have authority, but at the end of the day, you're still a human. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. One thing that I brought up to the group in my building is that we should try to do a training with police um, and uh, show them what we want or how we want police to interact. So one thing is we want them to learn how to communicate well. Uh, uh, basically let them know that humor doesn't hurt. They don't have to be super serious all the time. Um, like I said before, just be a person. Like, Don't try to just be a robot because you know you have authority that we don't have. Um, also, just ask questions. Um, let us know you're serious. Just be honest. Uh, just, yeah, try to check in on us. Just If you're not sure about something, just ask. Um, also, break down your power relations. Like, behave as you're us. Like, don't behave like you're a cop. Uh, because when you do that, then you don't understand where we're coming from in the situation. And mainly just listen. Like, listen to what we're saying. Try to understand as if you didn't have on your uniform how you would feel about it, too. And, yeah, that's the main thing that... Uh, how we want police to interact with us, youth, people who've been traumatized, people that's going through a hard time, like, people of color, like, just, yeah. Um, the question was, uh, how does it look, or, like, how do you think we can make women or anybody that's been sexually assaulted or abused feel safe, even if they went through all the steps? to try to make themselves feel more comfortable. I feel like a way for women to feel more comfortable in a space is to be able to have an open dialogue with individuals based on their experiences. Um, that really shapes the way that they, they move through our environment, knowing that there's a chance that they might not be heard, so it's healthy for them to have an outlet in that sense. There should be maybe an anonymous list, maybe for, for people to jot down, people that made them feel uncomfortable. Maybe use initials for the traumatized individuals that have been through something, so at least they have some sort of identifying way, but um, have that be only for like advocates' eyes or something along that line. And yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Everyone should be protected and feel safe in whatever environment they're in, regardless of sex. Um, so the next question that we're going to talk about is, um, is freedom real? Is freedom real throughout, um, just throughout the um, country, throughout the world? I don't necessarily know. I never really got my freedom taken away from me. So I don't necessarily know. I think it come to me, though. To me, I don't think anybody's free, honestly. Because uh, at the end of the day, everybody has to fight for something, um, whether that's feeling safe, whether that's um, trying to get a job. Like, we all have to fight for something. Um, 
I know that I had my freedom taken, a, like, a lot. And, like, it was a, started when I was young, so I don't have freedom. To me, I don't, even though I've done everything and um, the things that happened happened in the, my childhood, you know, I'm over that, you know. Um, I, I did the steps to make myself feel comfortable, but at the end of the day, I still don't feel free um, because if I get around a certain group of men, then I automatically go back, so I'm not free. So, um, that's, that's my personal opinion, um, that I'm not free, and I feel like to say somebody's free is really strong, um, so yeah, that's, that's my opinion about it. It's Donovan, and my concept of freedom is is something that varies. I feel like it's extremely situational, but in terms of freedom, none of us are free. I mean, that's just fact of the world that we lived in, that we exist in, that no matter what, you still got bills to pay. Money is a constant. We live in a consumerist culture. Without money, your life, your quality of life suffers. So in that aspect, we aren't free. None of us are. Um, and in terms of like individual freedom, I felt like that can be greatly limited based on your life decisions. But also that shouldn't be a determinant factor of who you are. But if someone got into a, a situation where they ensued a felony on their record, that greatly shifts the way they have to exist in this world till their grave. So, yeah, it's something to really think about freedom, the concept of it in our culture and society. It's a forever fleeting thing that we all really want to have, but we might never get. The question that I asked, uh, well... It was a statement that I brought up um, for like um, uh, mental illness in America is very overshadowed, um, in my opinion. Uh, It's very overshadowed. Um, Terrible things happen behind the sickness of mental illness. Um, And I don't think people with mental illness even really knows how to go about it. Uh, me speaking as a person that has mental illness, um, I think the statement that was said is very true. Um, I think a lot of the times for anyone to realize and actually understand their song, like you're actually depressed or like you actually have anxiety or certain things might take you back from PTSD. Like you actually, something has to happen. You have to almost commit suicide. You have to like pass out or something from that for people to realize that you're actually going through something. Um, And uh, there's this disorder that I didn't even know about called conversion disorder. And I was told from doctors that like a lot of people have different things that happen and your emotions are too strong and your body can't deal with it. Then it reacts physically too. Um, And I was told that this person ended up going blind because from, from that happening to him and then, 
once he got everything under control, then his vision came back. And it's like, this like this actually happens to people. And nobody actually understands that. Until you go through something like that. They're not, oh, oh, something's actually wrong. Like, dang, maybe they do have depression. Like, I don't think it should take that much for somebody to understand. And, like, the fact that some most people think that it's only for white people is very irritating. Because I am not white. I'm black. And I know I have depression. Like, I've been diagnosed with it. I have, like, it just frustrates me that it takes too much for people to listen to you, including family. Um, because society is, like, so strong and has all these titles on things. Depression's for white people. Black people don't get mental illnesses. Like, stuff like that. I think it should be talked about more. Hey, this is Donovan chiming in. And my perspective on mental health in America is that there's a huge lack of representation, especially in the media, of individuals where where they're going through mental illness or if there is someone playing a mental mentally ill character on television, they'll get a able-bodied individual to play that role instead of an actual um, person that represents that that part of life because that's a completely different reality that people are growing up in. They have experiences that able-bodied people can't even really imagine, you know? And opposed to just physical ailments, like mentally ill as well, like those people also go through a slew of different things socially, just trying to feel comfortable in their own skin. So, yeah, that's something that I feel like should be represented so people have, I guess, an image to look up to, much like I can open up a history book and see Dr. King, you know, or, or, you know, a prominent black figure to encourage me to strive for something more. I feel like that should be something that I also feel like we, we use, like, crazy words that kind of belittle, like, their illnesses that kind of impact their daily life, like, People say retarded all the time, and I know that's a harsh word for me to just throw out there, but that's someone's actual life. That's someone's, you know, every day. And um, I feel like we should be a little more aware of that and respect that to at least a a level. I mean, you know, tolerance should be taught everywhere. And not, not even, like, to the point that you're just allowing them to be, but let them feel included in social settings because they oftentimes they're excluded because they're we we tend as humans to shun people that stand out in any particular way going back on what uh don just said um making them feel included i have a nephew that has autism and um some of our family tries to like treat him different like, basically discriminate him, and I don't do that because he doesn't like it, and you can see it. Yeah, he has different, like, limited things that he can't do that we can, but at the end of the day, he's still a human. Like, I treat him the same way as I would treat anybody else. He makes his own food. He changes channels by himself like everybody else. I think that's a strong thing. Like, make sure you try to treat them as the same. Like, I don't... And, like, when I hear people say retarded like it it frustrates me because it's like I have a nephew that has autism 
and you guys are just saying this word like it's just like nobody's like that like yeah he has a disability I would rather somebody say that word instead of retarded because I feel like that's the same thing as somebody calling a gay person a faggot or like a black person the n-word like that's the same thing and people don't think of it that way and I think we should uh, I agree with all of those points. Uh, another point uh, I think is uh, it could become very sexist. You know, men with mental illness are considered as weak, you know, or women are considered to be acting. So I think um, it's too divided within uh, with with genders. Um, so yeah, I think it goes back to treating people more like human instead of what God made them to be. I think that's another issue with it. Going back to what was said, I feel like that is very accurate. And I feel like I have all the barriers as to why people wouldn't believe I have mental illness. First off, I'm a person of color. I'm a woman and I'm young. So they could think, oh, she's a woman. She's lying. She's a person of color. She doesn't have that. That's for white people. She's young. She just wants attention. Like, I have all three of those barriers as to why people really wouldn't believe that I have a mental illness. And uh, I feel like I I realized and I was diagnosed with mental illness when I was in ninth grade. And now it took me all the way till I started having, like, actual physical reactions for my own family to believe, like, oh, wait. It doesn't matter that she's she's black. Like she actually she's actually sick. Like yeah, yeah I am. Like I wouldn't make up something like that because it doesn't feel good to feel that way. So that's what I have to say about it. Yeah, I think uh, they they should flat out just be included. Whether it's um, you know, it's a group of people. Whether they in a certain section, and I don't think it matters. Like being involved with the whole group, but just kind of in the building is just, you know, flat out what I think it should be. Um, and I think people with mental illness need a chance to speak, speak about what they got. Because mm-hmm. uh, that, that can help a lot. But uh, because of various reasons, you know, they might be acting or they might, you know, get criticized. They don't talk about it. You know, and I, per- I think a person that's sick that doesn't talk about, well, you know, uh, the illness they got, that's when it becomes bad. Because if they can't talk about it, then what are they going to do? You know, they're going to physically, you know, show you how they feel or show you how they what they're going through. And that's where you get all of these sad cases all across the world about, hey, you did this or you did that. Well, you didn't get a platform to speak about, you know, and feel like he's getting some type of sympathy. You know what I mean? Because I think that's kind of all they really need. Somebody to listen. This is Deja. Thanks for listening to us, guys. Have a good day. Bye. Uh, thank you for listening to Just Listen. I hope you guys enjoy it. Have a good day. Hey, this is Don. I just wanted to thank you for listening to Just Listen. Uh, I hope y'all have just a beautiful night. Wait. 
Want to support more programming like this? Rate, subscribe, and review our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Then go to www.listenupyouthradio.org and click donate. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Listen Up Youth Radio. Tell your friends. This episode was edited by Ari Shapiro. Thank you for listening.